should be worried about today. I'm spending too much money on these Ubers. I gotta watch for the police. I gotta watch for my homies. I don't think anyone knows me. I cannot help being honest. Feels like the end is upon us. I gotta call back my mama. And welcome to Uncovered Podcast. As always, I'm your host, and today I'm with my boys, Brian Bradley, aka your girl's favorite light skin. Andre Bradley, aka your girl's favorite date. And we're joined by Mr. Anthony Bradley, aka the father of these two. Woo! <laughs> Someone say special, special guest appearance. I think yes, that's sir. what this is right here. Very special guest today. Uh so with November coming up, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen the news about how Trump is trying to suppress voters' rights. Uh this fine gentleman fine gentleman next to me. <laughs> Works for the post office, so he's so he knows a lot about what's going on right now, and he's just here to uh, inform us and our listeners about what's happening right now, and I guess how you can better prepare yourself for November. Yeah, yeah. So there's a growing concern out there. Everybody mm-hmm. hears it in public media and social uh, media about uh, I don't want to mail my ballot this year because the post office can't handle it. Uh, I'm going to tell you, the post office has been around for a long time, and that's our business is doing mail. Uh, ballots are unique because we understand the importance of them. Mm-hmm. And like any piece of mail you throw in a mailbox, it goes through the processing and it gets to the destination. But with ballots, because every clerk, every uh, secretary of state is working closely with the Postal Service, ballots are designed differently. So they're designed to pop out. We get public uh, – we get uh, – Instructions from management all the way down the chain months before an election saying, hey, you know, it's ballot time. Start looking for them. You know what they look like. We on alerts. Uh, sometimes we keep old separate tracks just for ballots, just to make sure they don't get held up for no reason. So I can speak to like our area. You know, our area is Grand Rapids, uh, Kalamazoo, Lansing. And uh, I'm confident. I'm confident. Now, there's some big cities. New York, mm-hmm. L.A., right. Detroit, I can't speak to those. I right. mean, it's a different culture, different size, and we all have our own unique issues. But I think overall, I don't think people should be too anxious. I'm not speaking for the Postal Service. i got to make that right. clear. Right. I'm, speaking, <laughs> I'm speaking as myself on my own time as a 34-year postal employee who's been just about in every aspect of the Postal Service. I've been mm-hmm. in training. I've been in customer service. I've been in marketing. I've been in retail. I've been in delivery. I've been in a lot of spaces in the Postal Service, yeah. so I have a, a pretty good perspective of what goes on. So that leads me into the, my question, yeah, which is, you know, maybe let the people know exactly what your position is, right? Like what role you're playing right now at the Postal Office? I'd be glad to. Right now, I am the vehicle maintenance manager for Southwest Michigan. All right. So if it rolls, it comes to my shop. I like that. To get main. <laughs> and so uh, my area is from uh, New Buffalo to Hastings, if you're going to go make a crisscross, and from Allegan down to Coldwater. Okay. So uh, that's the fleet. Every uh, post office does not have postal-owned vehicles. So the postal-owned vehicles are the LLVs, the ProMasters, the vans that are clearly marked. Okay. A lot of delivery is made by rural carriers who drive their very own vehicles. And sometimes uh, you might see a car with a sticker on the side or a magnet. Those are official when they're on business, mm-hmm. but they're not postal owned. So we might switch a driving side. They, some of them switch the driving mm-hmm. side. Some of them, I don't know how they do it. I've never been a rural carrier. <laughs> some of them sit on a left-hand drive vehicle and they're able to deliver. 
I don't know how. They got special exceptions to do that. Yeah. Uh, there are rules like when you drive longer than two miles or something, you have to seat belt up and sit right. But as long hmm. as you're delivering, they do some kind of straddling trick. I, I don't I don't get it. I never yeah. watched them that closely. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So uh, there's probably 98 offices in our area. And I'm going to say right now I have 47 that have postal-owned vehicles. And I'm getting eight more pretty soon. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So the new vehicles are coming out. More uh, carriers and more routes want postal-owned vehicles. Cause I think it's cheaper maybe. I don't yeah. do all the analytics, but I guess it is cheaper to have a postal-owned vehicle than pay the rural carrier what they get. a. It's called EMA. It's an allowance for driving mm-hmm. your own vehicle. Yeah. So. so new vehicles coming, which means sounds like the budget's actually doing pretty decent, or at least doing well enough to continue growing. Actually... Uh, we have put in a request. I think it's a six billion dollar request to get a new postal fleet. Dang. Yeah, it's well, it's <laughs> over two hundred thirty thousand vehicles. Yeah. So it's a lot of vehicles. Yeah. The vehicles we drive now is we consider our main fleet. They're called the LLV, the boxy looking uh-huh. vehicles. Yeah. The yeah. little white ones. Yes. Okay. Yes. So that's that's <laughs> our main fleet. And until we can get a replacement main fleet, mm-hmm. they've been doing these little intermittent purchases of vehicles mm. so they bought these tradesmen vans and then they bought these pro masters that you see all over there these chrysler pro masters they just bought brand new some mercedes-benz metris but they're right hand drive so mm. well, yep so uh they're taking these vehicles and they're just slowly putting them in as growth or as uh, vehicles get damaged and we're still looking for the replacement replacement vehicle mm-hmm. that has not been approved yet. Right. I think it uh, passed the House, and we're waiting for the Senate to kind of okay. act on the bill. Yeah. What would be the like new main fleet vehicle? I, I don't know what it's going to call. We call it right now, in all my notes, the next generation vehicle. That's just what it's called. <laughs> it sounds so hype. <laughs> I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, when I started in the Postal Service, we actually drove these little Jeeps. Uh, I stood way above them, oh. the little boxy in the back. <laughs> you can you can push out with one foot if you ever got stuck. But they were durable. They were easy to work on. Uh, and they had been in the service for, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 years. The vehicles we're driving now started rolling off in 87. Okay. They were built from 87 to 94. Those are the vehicles that are still on the road. Really? Those are some old vehicles. Right. Wow. Still so we, work. They still work. They're easy to work on. Uh, I don't know how much longer I'm going to be around the Postal Service, but the next vehicle, I don't think it's going to be as easy to work on. It's just too many safety features, mm-hmm. too many analog bits. Right. So um, that is going to be a consideration the Postal Service, uh, Postal Service is going to have to kind of think about when they get this new fleet. Um, yeah, so delivery, I think, is, is going to be fine. Um, and I can't speak politics. <laughs> well, I can I, I guess I can a little bit. It's got to be diplomatic. It's got to be. It's got to be diplomatic. Yeah, but I don't think all the hype of people getting excited is uh, is warranted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're real comfortable. We're we're good. Why do you think people are so worried about the mail imbalance being lost? Uh, I don't know if they were well. Or like a disadvantage yeah. to mail and voting. Well, I think what happened was, this is just my perspective from my bubble. Uh. The postmaster general, yeah, the apparently had, yes, he apparently has ties FedEx. and a supporter of Trump, and he's been in the business, and he's kind of yeah. There's you hear all that in the news, and so it was the combination of that and uh, him coming in and making changes right away, 
And uh, I mean, he's a businessman. He might have not know a lot about postal history, mm -hmm. but I guess he knows about logistics and he's the opportunity to improve with some things I didn't think were that bad. The timing of it, maybe the, the rapidness of the changes might have been like, whoa, that's kind of a lot to do. But some of the changes I thought were good. Like, for example, everybody was like, you got to leave mail behind. That was one thing people heard in the, in the world. Leave mail behind. And then, of course, we have four labor unions in the Postal Service. So they came up and said, hey, we've never left mail behind. And this new boss is telling us to leave. They were and they weren't. So here's what happens. It's a it's a it's a 24 hour cycle, and uh, you can't deliver the mail until the operation before you does what it has to do, and the operation before them. So you got the you got the incoming mail, and then you got to sort it, and then you got to get it out. So just imagine if you had a building with a hundred letter carriers in there waiting for mail, and the truck is just five minutes late. It's just five minutes, but now you got a hundred employees times five minutes. It adds up, and so what I think. And I can't get in the mind of the big man. I mean, he's levels above me. But I think he was saying, hey, how much are we going to spend for that late truck? That truck needs to leave on time. And if it's not there, carrier, you go. Because one of our goals is we want the customer to expect their mail in their mailbox within an hour every day. So if you get your mail every day from 10 to 11, we want you to expect to get it from 10 to 11. Hmm. Not to wait for trucks, not to, you know. Okay. And so some of his rationale, I think, was... Let's just chop it right now. Let's do it like it's supposed to do. And that'll force everybody now to shift and make sure the truck leaves on time. Right. And then once we start doing things like you're supposed to, instead of catching up, now we can fix processes. And so we have gone so long just making sure every piece of mail gets delivered. You should have seen the incredible amount of effort we do. Um, mail can come 45 minutes late and the carrier already gone to the street. We will find somebody find out where this mail goes, find that letter carrier on the street, give it to them so they can double back and deliver. Really? So the culture kept getting worse and worse. And, I don't want to say worse. And, More lenient. But it, it was getting to the point where we were really going above and aboard to deliver one letter. Right, okay. And so when you do that, you start chasing your tail. So like I said, one thing I liked about him when he made a decision like that is, yeah, let's see what the issue is and fix the process. Right. I'm a process guy. Yeah, because I know Brian and I, when we were living at home, we would get our mail between – like two and three every single day almost, like by the time we got off the bus. Yeah, yeah, and it works good. The, and the, the guy would be there. Yeah, and I think we do a very good job at that. Uh, our on-time rate is in the 98s uh, with just about all the mail. Uh, you know, everything gets measured separately. First-class mail gets measured one way. Our priority mail gets measured. Our express mail gets measured. So they all have their separate measurements. But we do fine on all accounts. Um, the public... Uh, Trust in the Postal Service is the highest it's ever been. Mm -hmm. We're always the highest for the government. Uh, it's a good institution. What people don't understand, though, they look at it sometimes like we're an inefficient company. Right. Now, we operate like a company in a business, but we're really a service. Mm -hmm. right. And we're self-sustaining. Like, we are surviving by our products and services. Mm -hmm. So we're, we do the best we can. So are we like a, a, a Fortune 500 company that can switch things on a dime and Make adjustments? No. Anytime we want to do something big, it has to be approved by a board of governors, Congress, et cetera, et cetera. So it takes a while. Right. And then if you politicize it, you, <laughs> yeah. you, 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 no one's working across the aisle to do anything. So, And then we suffer. And then the public suffers. Mm -hmm. So that's where we're at. So I guess my question is, like, is there a way that 
you know, us, the average civilian, can how can we help support, right, and help build the a better process for the post office, or is it really just fully in the hands of government at that point? Well, I think a large part of it is in the hands of government. I think one way you could do, because there's an argument that the Postal Service is archaic and no longer necessary. Mm -hmm. So I think if the public can support, obviously, if everyone bought one book of stamps, that'll be an influx of cash that's just really going to help us right. tremendously. So that's something simple you can do, whether you use the stamps or not. that We have something called Forever Stamps. You can buy it today, and if you mail a first-class letter 10 years from now— that forever stamp is worth the first class stamp. So okay. even if it goes up to 80 cents, <laughs> what you bought today for 55 is good. <laughs> Show me an investment you can get for that. <laughs> Post service. Um, so uh, that's one thing you can do. The other thing is Congress has a lot of authority and power. And people don't think you have a voice. You have a voice at a local level with your city commission, mm -hmm. at your county level. You have it in your neighborhood all the way up to the, our government. We got representatives and senators that when they hear enough people saying the same thing, they listen. So if the public start calling and flooding emails saying, uh, Mr. Representative, Mr. Senator, the Postal Service is important to me. I don't know what y'all got to do, but quit dilly-dallying and let's address some of the issues. Now they start hearing that from everybody, they'll start addressing it. Mm -hmm. So that's, I guess, two things the public could do. So do you think they're oh, oh right, Brian, I was just gonna say, uh, if the post office were to like somehow just like go away, what would end up replacing it? It is my opinion only that uh there are a few people that want the postal service to go away, but they yeah. see the creamy, the nice part that we have. Uh and so they would they would jump on that and take that to make money. And then all the stuff that's hard to deliver, like going down in the deepest valley to deliver to that house every day or Alaska, and up, they would just let that go. And so they would probably end up having, you know, once or twice a week delivery, maybe I could imagine. Mm -hmm. So right now we offer a service that's the same price for every resident and business right. in America six days a week. Which is highly Every, competitive and probably stabilizes the market it, with UPS, FedEx, as private companies. We're so intertwined with our partners. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think they can do a lot without us, and we definitely couldn't right. do a lot without them. So there's a lot of partnerships in the background people don't even know. Right. But, uh, you know, there's like when there was that anthrax scare, Postal Service didn't slow down. Mm -hmm. We set up temporary stops, made sure everything got through, tested it, went on. Right now with the COVID, Postal Service never stopped. Right. Front right. lines, carriers mm -hmm. on the front lines, mm -hmm. retail window clerks on the front lines in those lobbies, they never stop. Yep. Postal Service is just one of those companies that just goes and goes through no matter what. Um, you said something, though. You said something that made me think of, uh, what's the you what did you say, Kayla? Like just before yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, Oh, so I'm saying that the, the pricing, right, that you have the ability to keep it a flat rate no matter where it is. Right also provides stability, right, in a market that would otherwise be monopolized by private companies. Like, yeah. you know, we're looking at Amazon right now, for oh, example, yeah. and, you know, the social media, the, the whole the whole uh, legal battle going on right now in terms of, you know, them monopolizing their market and having a controlling share to a point of scaring people. You know, if people can suggest the very, what I also believe is a minimal amount of people, suggest that the U.S. Post Office doesn't need to be there, then we're going to have the same issue with, you know, FedEx and UPS, right? It's too... What other companies ship DHL? 
How many times have you gotten a DHL package though? Like three in my life. I get it from China. Right. That's exactly. So, you know, then we're working with the same thing, right? right we're creating right. the same problem. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And prices are going to just jump up. They will. They yeah. will jump up. Uh, yeah. Because then you'll have a different type of structure. Right. You'll have a board of directors that are looking for profit. Right. Because it's, it's, it's a hard industry to get into. Uh, you know, you don't see new companies popping up right. all the time in the service industry of ter- in terms of anything postal. Yeah. Yep. Like it's been very stagnant. Yeah, it's it's a it's a labor intensive intensive uh, industry still. Mm-hmm. I mean, these carriers to get to a house, you're out inside, you're walking, yeah. you're yeah yeah. So apartment not, complexes too. Yeah, up oh, and down yeah, stairs. Yeah, like yeah. I think about that man every day. I see yeah. him I'm like. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> and just your mail. I mean, it follows you. You, mm. you. you know, young students, you guys move two or three times a year sometimes. We don't charge you no fees. We find you. It might be. <laughs> yeah. And your mail follows you. I right. mean, it, we do so much that people don't, they just take for granted. That's, right. you know, that might be, uh, 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 if I were to say a negative, people take the postal service for granted. They mm-hmm. have no idea all the services and uh, things that we do to make sure you get your mail. Right. It is incredible. The processes, the background, the infrastructure that we have in place to help get that mail delivered. Yep. For like, especially essential mail. Right, like oh, when yeah. it's like you're buying a product, you're paying for shipping, right? So that's like your first thought. It's like it's right at the forefront of what you're doing. It's at your spending point. Right. Whereas when it's like legal stuff or any anything that's super serious, usually the shipping's been paid for. It's been covered, right? right? And you just receive the paper or you receive the envelope. So then you're not thinking about that process. And it's that taking right. advantage or um, not taking advantage, but um, getting accustomed to and yeah, really I mean, just kind of overlooking the process. Yeah. I mean, you guys don't write letters anymore, right? No, Digital letters, I, yeah, <laughs> emails. But I know I did have that issue when I subscribed to that clothing company. Yeah, and I entered the wrong yeah, zip code, you know, and I called you, and you still found me. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, there's stuff, <laughs> stuff like that because it was like a subscription every month, so mm. it just renew. And I uh, think I did. I was living in Campus Court at the time. And I think I did like. Our portage zip code for some reason. I think it just mm-hmm. auto filled. Yeah, and there's still. I mean, as much as we try to automate, and we have to to keep up with the volume. Because uh, when I started, we didn't do a lot of automation. I mean, mail ran on machines to get it to the right building. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe yeah, to the right. I don't even know if it got it to the right route. It got it to the right building. I think we had clerks on site that would sort it to the no right way. route. And then the carriers would just get a bunch of mail, and we would sort every piece of mail in address order so when we walk, we can deliver it, right? And so when I was, because I started out in the very ground level, I was a letter carrier, uh, I'd be in the office sorting mail for three and a half, four hours, and then you deliver for the other four hours. Well, with automation, uh, I'd say 90% of the mail, maybe more, already comes sorted in delivery point sequence so nice. order. So carriers now come to work there in the office 40 minutes, and then out on the street, seven and a half hours. It's all delivered like that. So uh, the, the the organization has changed. But what hasn't changed is still that human element. Mm-hmm. So when you have a situation like Andre described, there's still a person that's reading it and going, hey, this don't make sense. Oh, I remember this dude. He probably meant this. I mean, there's still that human element that catches all yeah. that stuff. 
Uh, and that's the other good thing about the postal service that we like a part of your community. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people have letter carriers had the same letter carrier 15, 20 years. They mm-hmm. know your families, grandkids. They know everybody. The dog. They, <laughs> and, and, and they become part of the, the neighborhood. Yeah. So you know they see something that's not right at a house. First alert. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times the letter carrier first alert. Miss such and such hasn't picked up her mail in two days. That's unusual. Call a family member. Call medical services and yeah, save right. lives. So I mean, the postal one. service is just intertwined in American uh, 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 society. It's, it's yeah. I, I don't ever see it going away, going away. Yeah, I see a yeah. lot of articles like that. Um, like when they don't pick up the mail, they like postal service worker was the first one to alert. Authorities get him out there, and then oh, this happened to this lady. Yep. And yep. if he didn't call, then who knows where she would have been at, where he. Yep, happens a lot, more than you think. Yeah. So, what's something that you think, being political? <laughs> <laughs> what's something that you think uh, the postal service can improve upon the most? And you're all the way from your your experience. Obviously, you know the automation you make it sound like that's a tremendous leap. Oh yeah, that's you know, a so tremendous. What do you think leap. the next step would be? That's a good question. Uh, I think our just our whole infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Like we're still behind uh, industry industry. Mm-hmm. So we're trying to get new technologies that would see the mail faster, maybe correct it midstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think improvements in that area. I think people are gonna be mad. <laughs> this is not politicized, but this I'll is this is a hot thing. I'm gonna hear it when I go to work. <laughs> so labor unions are essential. They are essential. If it wasn't for labor unions, there would not be a workforce that can have a living wage. I mean, that's totally on the back of those people who struggle. St- strike, did everything they can to get mm-hmm. decent wages, decent, decent benefits, and you see people just destroying unions and if, states. Right. If there was, like, no union set up for the post office, how do you think, what, uh, what do you think, where do you think the post office would be at right now? I don't, I think we would, I'm not going to say mistreat employees, but I think we would try to get away with a lot more just like industry does. No, the yeah. unions are essential. We got to have them. It it's to creates the balance. Uh so I say that because I, I love them. Got to have them. Yep. But I think about labor unions back in the you know, 40s, 50s, 60s when they started. And they were real harsh conditions, and people weren't getting paid, and they were getting abused. And right. Just, oh, you name it. it. It was necessary. Today, there are contracts in place, but for the most part, we just expect you to come to work, and it's, it's, you have a good job, good benefits, and they're not really asking you to do too much. No one's abusing you. You're mm-hmm. getting paid for every minute you're there. So I think what has happened over time is a little stagnant of a real purpose for labor unions. And so what mm-hmm. ends up happening is to find themselves to be useful. They pick on smaller things that are not really big issues, but they right. make them issues or they dig in and they're not really ready to give up anything. And we have to have a little bit more flexibility mm-hmm. to do some things like just let me just take, for example, delivering mail. We have two different labor unions that's responsible for delivering mail. One is our rural carrier association. They get paid by an evaluated route. Mm-hmm. They measure the route once a year and it gets this much volume and it's this long and this many boxes. And that route is worth this amount of money. So the carrier comes into work. They can take eight hours to do it. They can take six hours to do it. They're going to get paid the same. That's a beautiful system. 
Yeah, it that's is fair. It is, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. On the back end, it's bad for vehicles because they are pushing that vehicle. <laughs> Just hauling down the street. Get home. <laughs> and it's killing our vehicles. So that's another topic. How so fast do those vehicles go? Say again. How fast do those go? How fast do they go or how fast are they designed to go? How fast? Both. Both, yeah. <laughs> I think you can get an LLV up to 65 maybe. 60, be, yeah. They use them for express mail. They use them for Amazon Sundays. They're killing my vehicle. <laughs> uh, when those vehicles were designed, routes were what we call park and loop routes. You drive, you park, you deliver four, six, mm-hmm. eight blocks, go back to your vehicle, you drive, you park. At the end of the day, you put six miles on your vehicle. That's beautiful. That's what it's designed for. Mm-hmm. Now they're driving the vehicle seven days a week. They put them on rural routes with yeah. bumpy, dirty roads. The rural <laughs> carriers drive 50, 60 miles a day. Dang, it's dirty. It's bumpy. It's, they're driving to get home, so they go through breaks every 30 days instead of lasting six months. Not to mention they're old. They're old, yeah. Just so, so this, <laughs> man. So anyway, so that's one labor union. The how, other labor. How, how oh, fast are they designed to go? They're pushing them like 50, 60 miles per hour. They're pushing them because they're driving them on the highways to deliver that express mail and that Amazon package. So, uh, you know, back in the day. I want to see what on the highway. Back in the day, (laughs) like I said, we were four hours sorting mail in the office and you only drove your vehicle four hours a day and not that hard. Now they're seven hours on the road and Sundays. Mm -hmm, They're killing my vehicles. I get like an hour. Hey, everything's wrong with the vehicle, Anthony. You got one hour to fix it. That's kind of how we are right now. so, yeah, I don't know how they're designed. Right? I mean, if you look at the speedometer, it has a standard speedometer rating yeah. on there. <laughs> Me personally, I don't try to push them. Uh, it, just, it just wasn't designed for that. It's designed for parking loop routes. Uh, the other labor union, though, is the city carry union. They get paid by the hour, and then they get overtime okay. after eight hours a day. So you got the one that's encouraged to go fast, because they're getting paid evaluation. And then you got the other one, it's hourly. So they're going to do what they got to do. But there ain't right. going to be no real pick up in this step, right? So now, just delivering the mail every day, you are managing two different types of. You know, so, just, and it just gets way more complicated than that because we have two other unions mm-hmm. in the Postal Service that deal with processing and moving mail. So, somehow, if we want to make an improvement, it's got to be in some way we can get together so we're all on the same accord and making right. common sense, even if it might hurt someone's stance, so we can better serve the public. Do you think COVID has uh, seen a spike in, like, I guess letters, I guess we could say, or just envelopes in general and post? Actually, I have been out of the, uh, what we call it, the customer service side. So we, mm-hmm. have a, we have a mail processing side, which is doing all the sorting and sortation of the mail, mm-hmm. and then the customer service side, which does all the delivering and the sales. I have been out of both of those since I've been in my current job 10 years. So oh, I don't, yeah, I don't see the, I used to f- keep track of it a little bit just for curiosity. So I don't know what the volumes are like anymore. I don't know if it's spiked, if it's gone down. I, You know what, when I hear, hey, the mail is going down and they're going out, I'm hearing the stories like you, even though I work there. Right. Because my focus is completely somewhere right. else. And so I'm like, ooh, should I really investigate this? How much is the volume going down? I right. just haven't done that. Uh, That's so, fair So enough, I don't though. know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your lane's over here. Like, there's no, <laughs> no reason to veer out of it. Yeah. Um, how many people are employed by the post office? Total, I think we're still up in the 530 
thousand range. So many That's people. A lot of people. You know, imagine if that is just or uh, abolished. Yeah. And and that's that's not all though, because we touch everything. Mm-hmm. So envelopes, printers, mm-hmm. uh, paper manufacturers, all your magazine employees. Right. I mean, you name it. That's a it's a whole it's a whole economy. Right. That touches the mail. For uh, those Amazon trucks, do they go through you guys to pick up packages, or how does that work? Uh, no, I think what happens is uh, when Amazon was first starting to expand, they relied on us very heavily. And so to get growth, they would pick certain spots that they knew they couldn't deliver economically, and they would give it to us. And so we would, we would deliver the Amazon packages for them. Amazon, I have noticed in my area because, again, with the vehicles, I had a lot of offices that were driving. I would come into work Monday, and, hey, we threw out two transmissions uh, delivering Amazon Sunday, right? So that has reduced. So when I start looking at my vehicle utilization, that has gone down on Sunday. So although I don't know the numbers, I know that Amazon is expanding and delivering more and more of their own packages now. But, no, they didn't pick them up from us. They gave them to us to deliver. And so now they're just not – and the volume might be the same. It's just not growing. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. if we were delivering – I don't know. I'm just going to say a number. I have no idea if it was 10% or 80%. I have no idea. But let's just say we were delivering 40% of their packages. We have gone down, but I don't know how much the overall increase is. Okay. So I just don't know. Right. So Amazon has like their own warehouse or something in KZU? Not in uh, KZU yet. Uh, I was looking at the areas. I know uh, like Battle Creek was a big hub of Amazon Sunday. And I know they went down. Kalamazoo, actually, they got to have it somewhere close because Kalamazoo's Amazon mm-hmm. deliveries have gone down. So I don't okay. know if they have a site here. I'm not trying to follow Amazon that right. close. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. So basically, we'll do a, a quick little like overview. Okay. And so basically what you're saying is mail-in voting, completely safe, in, in my, your opinion. In my estimation, yes. <laughs> completely safe, Um People can, they send them back or they drop them in the mailbox. Well, what we encourage, we have a couple of things. We have, uh, matter of fact, we just, and I have to give it to them, and I don't know if this is just going through some dance, but it's going to be helpful either way. Every resident should have received a postcard talking about mail-in ballots, mm-hmm. how it looks, the importance of contacting your local authorities because every state, authority might have something different like right. you for here you got to get them postmarked for here it's just got to be delivered for here we need 10 days so you got to find out what's happening in your area so that communication is not on us that's on you mm-hmm. but the postcard went out to every resident to explain to them how it works so i think that's a kudos and they are starting another campaign to hear it on radio tv mm-hmm. to let people know how Instagram. it is I've, yeah i've Filed for mine on Instagram and everything. Yeah. Says it's going to be on my way or yeah. be on the way to me. Yeah. What the mail so, in? What's that? Mail in. Uh, yeah, the mail in ballot. Yep. Yeah, I've seen stuff on Twitter too. Yeah. So they're, they're getting the word out. So the mail in ones, can you can you can drop those in the box, right? You can or drop you those in a box. Okay. You can deliver them right to a county clerk's office. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. It's so easy. Yeah, it's just like mail. Uh, it's no different. The only thing different to us is we're looking for them. Right. You know, and so they put out the word to the process. And if you see them, matter of fact, Netflix got big because of us. When Netflix oh, first really? started, Blockbuster was <laughs> oh, the yeah, jam. Oh, yeah, sending movies around, yeah. And then they started 
mailing you movies. Don't go to the store. We'll deliver it to your house. Yeah, we had a sense. whole separate stream just to make sure if that guy wanted to see Rambo 2 on Tuesday, <laughs> we's going to get him that movie. And we did the same thing. We kept, almost created a separate stream. Don't put that over there with that. Right. We got to get that through. And they just grew and grew, and then they got into the streaming. And yeah, but I think we were a yeah. big part they of just that. Look for that. I remember those days. Look yeah, for that red packaging, and then yep. Gamefly was also a big thing. <laughs> yeah, Gamefly. Yeah. Or um, what was the music one? It was, uh, oh man, this is going to drive me nuts. Oh. Be, um, we used LimeWire or whatever. LimeWire was fire, though. That, I never. <laughs> <Lime Wire>. Was <laughs> that viruses. a thing through the mail? No. That was a downloading yeah. thing, right? Okay. I yeah, never okay. got music through the mail. Oh, okay. I didn't know that was a Man, thing. It was so uh my dad and I would always get these albums. It would send you a whole album. Oh. And you'd play it and you send it back. Oh it wow. was it was dope. I'm trying what was it called? I, I think it was BMG music or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know that what? That was the truth. That <laughs> was a, that was my you know, nothing yeah. <laughs> that was, was one of those truth, first though. hook you ones where you say, I'm gonna sign up and get five songs for a penny <laughs> and then you couldn't get out of that thing. I remember that as a young man myself. <laughs> that was yeah, too. We, we had albums coming yeah. every week. New albums oh, that was yeah. the way to do it right yeah. there. But yeah. insert Spotify. That's what, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say thank you for coming on. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was uh, easier yeah, than I thought. Can you. I can I highlight up two things that the post office is doing? Oh, one hundred percent. Okay, like listen. We have this product. I don't want to say the name wrong, so I wrote it. <laughs> Informed Delivery. It's free. You go on USPS.com, Informed Delivery, click on it. What this thing does is the night before you get mail, it takes an image, picture of every piece of mail you're going to get. Okay. That way, the next morning you wake up, you can see if anything coming important. If there's a piece of image on your thing that you didn't get, you touch the picture and report, did not get this. Oh, so, man. you know, that's some kind of technology. I, yeah, I look at it every day. I love that thing. And it's free. Uh, I love it. So That's you know, so nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's you cool. You have to sign up or anything, or you just follow the You just follow number. the, you, no, it, it depends. If you get packages, it don't show you a picture of the package, but it'll show you a tracking number. Oh, okay. So you'll see pictures mm -hmm. of your letter mail that runs through our, well, we got different machine names, DBCSs or whatever. So it takes a picture of the face of that so you can see an actual picture of your mail. And if you're getting packages and it has a tracking number, it'll give you a okay. tracking number. So all you got to do is touch it and say, hey, where is it? Alerts go up. So I love that product. That's super nice. The other product we had that I love for mailing, you know, when you mail, especially as a business, mm -hmm. the mailing list is so important because right. you want people to get that mail. So to update that, there's all kinds of licenses and you got to get it authorized and approved. But we have this thing called every... Oh, I wrote that one down too. Because like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the marketing and the retail anymore. I'm all in vehicle stuff for the last 10 yeah, years. Yeah. So, but it's called Every Door Direct Mail. You don't even need an address. It's like geo mapping. Like if you got a pizza place and you want people to know you're I having a grand saw this opening, today, actually, when I was you on click there. on a map and say, deliver to this zip code and that streets, and boom, mail goes out. Man, you ain't got to have no list, nothing. You can design the thing online. You can tell them. You can do everything That's from a computer. Yeah. We're trying to get nice. there. we trying to get there. I saw that today because yeah. I was looking up uh, a little supply chain information, yeah. you know. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, we though. That's, products. that's a plug-in right yeah. there. I might actually be using we that. We need so to get that's that, huge. That's huge. that machine sourcing that you have at my company. Which like The tracking number, the DP something. DBC. Whatever, whatever you said, DP, DC. <laughs> we should get that. We at should mine. Get, oh, at your... Yeah. 
You're talking about the informed some, delivery the tech, or No, you're talking oh. about the technology. Yeah, the the, machine, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. package goes through yeah, so like yeah. a customer could see the track. And yeah, like, yeah. Where is it? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. That would be, that would make yeah. your job you, a million oh, a lot, times yeah. easier. Yeah. I'm sure there's companies out there selling that product. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just to put an extra label or probably can use your existing equipment, put some software in it to print some stuff on each package. Hire yeah. a developer, make it. There you go. So I just <laughs> looked up a looked up a question real quick. All right. Because uh, I couldn't think of think of uh the topic but uh for funding if you guys were to get if the post office were to get funding like going forward how would that change if we were to get funding yeah because it just said that the like the quick little snippet i read said that the post office doesn't get like tax annual taxpayer right money so yeah all our revenue is from products and services that we provide hmm. uh we did ask like a lot of companies asked for covid relief we got turned down twice. Um, really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yes. <laughs> uh, so we got turned down twice. Uh, there was, I don't remember the year, Postal Reorganization Act. I don't know. There was an act that Congress passed that made the Postal Service pay $5 billion a year into a retiree health account. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And oh, I heard five billion. I was looking all kinds yeah, of ways. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it actually pre-funded enough money to, they said to take care of next seventy-five years. So people who weren't even born yet that might work for the postal service one day, we got their retirement. You don't see that there. anymore. You don't see that at all. You don't no, see eh. you, anymore. Right. It's never been done. <laughs> <laughs> we were a cash cow, and they took it. And it happened at a time where uh, there was a recession. And it happened, something else happened. So it was like a triple storm that we could never. So people say, well, there's so much in debt. Yeah, we are, but not because of anything we did. Right. Congress did that. Okay. So That's people don't know that. Yeah. So yeah. if you were to get that money back somehow, how would that improve? Oh, they'll start with infrastructure. They'll get vehicles tomorrow. They'll probably yep. do more machines that do the right thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we could do a lot with some money. You said, so you said that's $5 billion a year. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's so a lot of money yeah, to just go into that. Yeah. I mean, there's companies of val like valued at a billion dollars that are making so much money yeah. profit every year. Yes. Multiply that times five. And then you're still self-sufficient. Yes. We're still self-sufficient. On self -sufficient. top of that. Yes. I mean, we're going in a hole every year because of that, but <laughs> right. we're, still, we're still moving now. With, the, still, with that, you'd be doing all right. Though. We're still paying yeah. that. The post office still paying that five billion. I, I know we defaulted a couple times. I remember Postmaster General going on the hill to speak in front of a committee. Why and how come we're not going to pay it this year? But uh, that's way above my pay grade. Yeah. Uh, you know, I see the annual report that comes out. I see they factor it in. So whether they physically paying it or not, it's still factored in the bottom line of our account. So mm -hmm. it's affecting us. Well, crazy. Any questions, lads? Uh, covered no, okay. everything. Yeah, I think we covered everything. This is a dope yeah, episode. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> like you know, basically, what it comes down to is that you don't have to worry about your mail-in ballots. Right. In my opinion. In his opinion. <laughs> and ours, too, based off this conversation. I mean, I'll be mailing mine in while dropping it in the box. Right? That's, an, that's a huge emphasis. Just because it says mail-in ballot doesn't mean you have to put it in your mailbox, right? Just go put it in one of the big blue ones. You can put it in the blue box. You, you can, can put it, it in your in. mailbox, put the flag up. You can go to the post office, yep. drop it in the mail slot. You can hand it to your letter. You, yep. It's it's a, it's, yeah. 
just got to take it, take the power in your own yeah. hands. And, and, and then find out what the rules are in your area. Find out what the rules are. Yep. Yeah, don't wait till the last minute when it clearly says on your rules that they have to have the mail-in ballots right. five days before election day. You know that. Right. Duh. So you, <laughs> yeah. Don't blame that on the postal service, right? Right. That's true, though. Well, like again, or, I'll uh, be going in. What do you say? I'll be going in. Going in. Yeah. Going in. Yeah. Just going so in. I, just so I know. <laughs> I'm going straight to that blue box. <laughs> hey, I'll just know that I did my part. Right. Right. I'll yeah. make sure that it's there on time. Right. Hold myself accountable. That's all I can ask for. I'm just yeah. proud that I'm in a room where everybody understands the value of voting. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. I just yeah. like the feeling of going in. I'm with you, Dre. And I procrastinate, so Marilyn won't work for me. <laughs> the All truth right, comes out. <laughs> yes, hey, yes, for real, though. All right, well, thank you for coming on. It's been, honestly, a great episode. Hopefully My our pleasure. listeners, you know, get a little educated about this for the election process, and um, we get some more people out there voting. Yep, thank you. It's been my pleasure. So other than that, I'm your host, Caleb Bowers, and as always, I'm with my boys. Brian Bradley, a.k.a. your girl's favorite light skin. Go vote in November. Andre Bradley, a.k.a. your girl's favorite date. I, for, I honestly forgot he had that same tag. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, we are Uncovered Pod. Twitter, we are Uncovered Podcast. Make sure you check us out on Facebook now, too, at Uncovered Podcast. However, we've got a new little thing coming for everyone, right, boys? Uncovered Media Group. Yeah. Yes, sir. This is the first shout-out for it. Um, you know, keep some eyes out for what's going on there. Slight work. Slight work. Building some new things, some new, some cool partnerships, and uh, you know we'll keep you guys in touch. But other than that, thank you guys again, and that's uncovered. I got a real funny feeling. I might have to do something wrong.